Hi, Christian Yordanov here. Today I want to talk about something that came on my radar last week. Um, it's kind of strange that I didn't exactly know this, but basically I found out that medical doctors have the highest, highest suicide rate of all the professions. Uh, and some, I think it was an, a study where they were saying it was something like 36% or close to three three times higher the odds of a suicide with a doctor than a person in the general population. So this is um, an, an article I, I fished out today on mentalhealthdaily.com. I'll have a couple of links to these articles and um, papers that I'm talk that I'm uh, reading from. But so it's it's the top 11 professions with highest suicide rates on this in this article. And number one is medical doctors. And here's what it says. Evidence suggests that doctors are approximately 1.87 times as likely to commit suicide than those working other occupations. Examining all causes of death as a doctor, nearly 4% of all doctor deaths result, result from suicide. So roughly 1 in 25 doctors' uh, deaths will be from a suicide. <clears throat> and listen to this now. There are many factors that are believed to make doctors more likely to resort to suicide than average, including long hours, demanding patients, malpractice lawsuits, continued education, medical school expenses, and ease of ease of access to medications, right? So they're saying that basically if a doctor becomes stressed and or deeply depressed, um, the fact that they can easily obtain medication is a contributing factor to the increase in suicides among this profession. That's that article I have uh, in the description that you can read. Now, just uh, as a quick aside before I continue, so medical doctors are number one on the list, then dentists, and then police officers, then veterinarians, and then financial services. <clears throat> so I just want to, I want to, um, this is a little bit of a philosophical question. I want to ask the question that maybe you can think about this yourself, and it's kind of a rhetorical question per se, but why would medical doctors have the highest suicide rate? Think about it like this, right? Uh, I, I work with people in the capacity of a health consultant health slash health coach, this kind of thing. Uh, so I'm a health practitioner, not a doctor, of course. So our methods, our methodology of getting people healthy is very different. Uh, the whole philosophy is very different. But um, I, <clears throat> this is one of the biggest joys for me is, for example, when a parent tells me that her severely constipated child for the last several months took a poop on her own two days or three days in a row without without any stress, straining, crying or pain or, or um, you know, difficulty. Like that really, when I hear that, it just makes my day. Or, you know, other older clients, adults, when they, when they start telling me I have so much more energy to do this after working with me for a while, I, I get so much pleasure of helping people get healthier and and thriving once again like they used to when they were younger. So 
to to work it's such a privilege to work with people in this capacity now <clears throat> medical doctors <clears throat> excuse me they are privileged that you know you get your degree and you go out there and you know people immediately have respect for you you don't have to prove you know everything your degree shows uh, all the work you've put in and all that um, effort and knowledge it must you know you must have it so why why would um, a doctor not have job satisfaction why these are this is the or at least it used to be the most respected profession why are these these people should be in a state of elation most of the day most of the time because they're helping people and here's the i suppose it's a rhetorical question because i think i know many of you listening you know you're awake people and we know that doctors are not actually helping people in fact what I, and let uh, me uh, caveat that I know lots of good doctors and I've interviewed doctors and lots of amazing functional medicine doctors and stuff like that and uh, doctors that have woken up to the BS. So there's a lot of good people out there, but the majority, the the vast majority of doctors, they they're pretty damn brainwashed. Medical school really is a form of trauma-based mind control. And then doing all those really, really long shifts, like 20, 30-hour shifts, uh, night shifts uh, in your residency and all this stuff, that really just, people will reach a breaking point and uh, it can really warp your thinking and seeing all the the gruesomeness and and stuff like that. So they're pretty damn brainwashed. But um, what is evident is that in spite of all the brainwashing and clearly many of these doctors, they build a, a tough exterior or they continue drinking the Kool-Aid and all that jazz. So they continue prescribing drugs, toxic drugs, not medicine. It's That's not medicine. Can it, The stuff can be called medicine. There's toxic poisons that they keep prescribing them uh, and they just hope probably in the blind hope that this patient will either leave them alone, go away, uh, spontaneously resolve the the issue, or they can fob them off to another specialist. So even with all the brainwashing and all of this sort of, um, uh, a lot of these, uh, they call it, um, what's the article I I saw, uh, that a lot of physicians are suffering from, what's it called, compassion fatigue, right? There was another, there was an article, in the Daily Star newspaper, that thirty, more than thirty percent of general practitioner practitioner doctors suffer from compassion fatigue. Which uh, the 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 dude that wrote this blog post that I'm reading from, he said that's basically uh, a euphemism for for uh, becoming a psychopath, where you don't you don't have compassion for the person uh, and their pain and their trouble that they're coming uh, there into your office, right? So 30% or more of doctors have no, basically have no compassion because they're so overworked and they have get they get so little um, satisfaction from what they do because at the end of the day, what are they doing? They're prescribing peddling toxic drugs on behalf of their, you know, big pharma overlord overlords, right? So I can see this. This starts to answer a little bit the question: Why are medical doctors? suicide rates the highest of any profession because in spite of all the brainwashing in spite of some of them a third or, or close to a third becoming in, in a sense psychopathic where they uh, basically don't feel 
empathy or compassion for for the people and their suffering um i can see why the they're seeing no recourse imagine <clears throat> imagine all your all your career uh, after you know being in school for eight years or 10 years or whatever being forced to continue just making people worse and worse and people coming to you you know this garbage you're prescribing them for the the last however many years or decades you know it doesn't do anything it all it only makes things worse or at the best it masks the symptoms and sometimes maybe people just spontaneously uh, uh in, in from your point of view spontaneously resolve their issue because maybe in the background they went on the internet uh, or some friend of theirs had the same issue and they uh maybe did some diet and supplementation and, and toxin reduction and detoxing and that actually helped them to resolve the issue so the, this this must be you know and I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not don't mean to laugh because this it must be a horrible horrible sort of fate to put in so much time and all, so many of these doctors get into severe debt going through medical school and so much again trauma getting through it it's so difficult uh if you've ever like seen uh, uh i i used to download these um they're like audiobooks on audible they're like kind of like revision from medical exams and uh all the different um enzymes and diseases and everything you have to know so much in in such minute detail to pass these exams that it it's it's it must be a really horrible experience studying all this stuff because um you know there's a th tens of thousands of different diseases but when you if you take a doctor that has woken up and you have them for a month to 3 months learning the functional paradigm or basically how to create health in a person not how to diagnose and treat disease and prescribe uh poison to mask symptoms but how to take a person and how to identify exactly what that person's um uh metabolic challenges are occurring right now could be gut pathogens toxic exposure uh nutrient deficiencies uh you know excesses of certain nutrients etc etc if you you can teach this doctor with all the knowledge they already have in a month to three months. Or sometimes I'm sure some of these doctors would get it in a weekend if you just present to them diet, supplementation, lab testing, stress reduction, the role of stress in in um, uh, health conditions, disease, etc. They would very quickly be equipped to make amazing, amazing change happen. In, in in the in the people that they see and many doctors have um have gone over to the light side if you want to call it that so uh this but ju just to go back to why are so the majority of doctors are still stuck in this paradigm just because for for many reasons uh and i strongly believe being brainwashed through you know however many years close to a decade of medical school is one of those reasons but um let me just read another uh, paper that was published. I'll, I'll have the link uh, in in the, the description. But basically, so they th this paper they conducted a systematic review and meta-analysis on suicide risk among healthcare workers. So here's what they 
they say in the introduction of this paper. <clears throat> Suicide risk was increased in certain occupational groups, especially in medical-related professions. Physicians and other healthcare workers, such as nurses, were considered like high-risk group of suicide in different countries, especially for women. Indeed, despite considerably higher risk of suicides in men than women in the general population, female doctors have higher suicide rates than men, putatively because of their social family role or a poor status integration within the profession. So what they're saying is <clears throat> women... Doc, uh, women healthcare uh, professionals have a higher chance of suicide probably or, or it could be because their social family role is a mom or a poor status integration within the professional so because it's dominated by males imagine a woman c committing suicide because because um, she has to be a, a good mother like seriously like are these people like This is the, the type of brainwashing we're talking about. They will never, probably, they'll never get published if they say the truth, which is probably these doctors, these women doctors, especially women doctors, probably women have a higher degree of empathy and compassion. It's more difficult for a woman to become a psychopath like a man. Men, you know, they, they have this ego, the machismo, uh, you know, stiff upper lip, all this BS, you know, so men are, you know, why are, Men, why do men go to war? Why are more men police officers, uh, soldiers, uh, assassins, uh, you know, surgeons? Why are more men doing horrible, uh, horrible roles in society or horrible jobs, shitty jobs, this kind of stuff? It's because men have an ability to kind of shut down this empathetic branch of the psyche, I suppose, uh, if, if for want of, of a better term, right? So... This is absolute drivel, right? But anyway, let me just continue. So uh, somewhere, so some specialties, uh, just continuing on from this article, some specialties have been suggested to be particularly at risk of suicides with occupational factors individu individualized in different medical or surgical specialties, heavy workload and working hours involved in the job, such as long shifts and unpredictable hours with the sleep deprivation associated. Okay, that is a good reason, okay? Stress of the situations, life and death emergencies. So imagine seeing a lot of horrendous stuff in ER and, <clears throat> excuse me, and, uh, you know, operating on various things and seeing like just, I'm sure that a lot of, there's a lot of trauma as well associated with with some of these professions. Like there, I'm sure, you know, for example, like an ER surgeon, they might be more inclined to commit suicide because of all this horrendous stuff that they see over the years, right? So it's, I'm sure um, it's not all just because they're not helping people because surgeons and like emergency medicine is amazing. It's amazing. Like I, I broke a leg more than 10 years ago at this point. It was in my mid-20s. I broke my tibia and my fibula, my shin bone and my the tibia behind it. And a, a piece of bone splintered off. I saw the x-ray, you know, um, later after I had the operation. So the doctor uh, that fixed me up, like I've never, well, I've had some pain, but mo mostly the pain I've had over the years is due to probably because of the, the metal bolts and plates in my leg. And also because I, 
I never really did much physio physical therapy, and I'm not I'm not do I don't do enough to mobilize the the tissue around. So it's my own fault basically. But what the surgeon did was absolutely phenomenal. Like that piece of bone, he, he reintegrated it, and there's ten bolts and two plates, and it's all like rock solid there. And there's countless stories of you know people j just reattaching fingers and limbs and Jesus Christ it's just incredible um so emergency medicine is amazing but this is where the problem of the current medical paradigm let's pretend there is no uh grand conspiracy with some pharma overlords wanting to sell drugs the way me modern medicine evolved to 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 today it started with the biggest threats at the time you know 100 to 150 to 200 years ago was death from infection and um, you know horrendous injuries from war falling from a tree you know working on the farms this kind of stuff so they that's that's how the paradigm evolved and it never evolved uh in in a uh, in a world where chronic health problems abound so it it was people were generally healthy but you could get an acute infection and just you could die within days or sometimes even hours so we developed antibiotics and we know what happened with antibi antibiotics it became a super it was the the go to um uh, for for too many things and so now when a, a doctor is taught when someone comes to you they kind of they seem to treat it like an emergency alleviate the symptoms where we know in, when it comes to uh, chronic health problems that just treating the symptoms is the stupidest thing you can do because it's like you have a, a your plant in the garden is wilting its leaves are turning yellow so you go there with a can of spray paint and you spray paint all the yellow leaves green that's treating a symptom whereas the functional medicine paradigm you're going to check the soil the ph of the soil uh, you're going to see when when was this plant watered uh, is the soil too acidic, uh, or maybe it needs nitrogen or phosphorus or or some micro other micronutrients? Um, so there's a number of different th things you're gonna start doing to to make the environment that plant is in more conducive to a healthy plant growth. So that's kind of similar to what the functional paradigm is. You look at the person, you do some investigation with lab tests, with um, understanding how the person is living, the stresses they have, um, the, the food they intake, well, what do they work, are they exposed to, to stuff, are they sleeping well, are they spending any time in the sun or are they cooped up behind four walls with fluorescent lighting. So there's a number of different things. And um, then you would help that person address the things that are making them unwell, basically. And the opposite is the allopathic of just here's a, a pill for a nail get get out of my office you know so yeah so that, that that's another reason so heavy workload and working hours yeah okay i believe it stress of the situations life and death emergencies easy access to a means of committing suicide now i actually cannot <clears throat> excuse me i cannot find the there was four professions that are the highest rate within the uh, medical doctors so it was what was it it was general practitioner. So these are the fourth, the four most likely to to commit suicide. The four uh, specialties would be, let me say, let me so just one second. Let me find it. <clears throat> so oh yeah, so so th this is an, another paper 
suicide among physicians and health care workers, a systematic review and meta-analysis. No, it's the same paper, sorry. So they say, um, where the hell was it? I just had it. So some specialties might be at higher risk, such as uh, anesthesiologists, so people that put anesthesia, uh, before you know, before you go under for an operation, psychiatrists, general practitioners, and general surgeons. So, I can't really speak much for anesthesiologists or general surgeons. Um, although general surgeons, you know, if you're removing people's gallbladders when they don't need it, or there's better ways of, of dealing with the problem, or you know, if you're if you're just removing things and and doing augmentations and surgeries that are completely just marketed at people as opposed to actually the uh, emergency uh, life-saving stuff, then I'm, I'm sure you're going to get, <clears throat> after a while, they're going to get pretty sick of doing that. Then general practitioners just being a useless, um, uh, for the most part, useless. You know, uh, for example, um, if, 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 a, if let's say your child is sick, most of the time, if when a, ch- a small child is gets sick, most of the time the best thing to do is nothing. Right. So if you take your child to a doctor, and we've done this a couple of times, be, at my wife's wishes when my my child was sick a couple of times, um, they they feel like they always have to give you prescribe something, even though we had we went to one good um, pediatrician. She asked about the fever and said, okay, that's a good fever. That's a productive fever. She explained what wh- what is a good fever. Basically, if you give uh, ibuprofen and the fever goes down, that's a good fever. But if ibuprofen doesn't reduce the fever, that is not uh, a, a good productive fever. So it could be something more serious. So, but, uh, you know, for for fever, giving ibuprofen is actually stupid. Because fever is the mechanism of healing. Fever is this, the the whole point of the fever is that that is what helps you heal. Now you want to ma- make sure that that fever isn't very high. Um, as a parent, so you want to you know kind of monitor your child a little bit without going crazy with it. <clears throat> but um, uh, you know most of the time the fever will stay you know under forty degrees Celsius or whatever it is in Fahrenheit and you you basically do nothing the, that is that is the the hardest thing for for parents and especially for doctors because the they've the patient population or we have been conditioned that when you go to the doctor you get something prescribed so the doctor will prescribe at the very least you know paracetamol or um, ibuprofen or some type of corticosteroid or decongestant or some BS like that. So every time we go to the doctor, they'll give us like a decongestant or some other shite. And again, if it was me, I would never have gone in all all the two or three situations that we, we, my wife wanted to go. And after going two or three times, she saw that these, these guys are useless. Um, With all due respect that, that one doctor was really good. And we've been to a, a few decent doctors but like we went to a, a, a pediatrician who had some she had some my daughter had some skin related stuff that we were like I, I just couldn't figure it out i wanted to see if we could get through our insurance some um, food sensitivity test 
And this guy, literally, a guy, the guy was probably 20 or 30 years older than me. And I had to explain to him what an IgG food sensitivity test is. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I know what this is. He thought I was talking about an IgE allergy test. And then, um, and then he's like, oh, but if you get this IgG test, what are you going to do with it then? So then I had to explain to him what the whole point of testing IgG for IgG antibodies is. So we're talking like someone with probably 40 years of experience or 30 at least. Um, and they just, they seem to know their own thing and anything slightly out of it, they, they either laugh off or they're like, that's not my specialty. I can refer you to another guy. So basically I think I, again, I, I don't want to be disrespectful. There's a lot of, a lot of these, most of these people are going in with good intentions, but the system is turning them into, into minions and to minions that are doing the dirty work of some evil ass people, right? So I don't mean to disrespect the people, but the this profession has become an absolute abomination. Like these people are supposed to be uh, healing people and help helping he healing people. Uh, at best, at best, they're useless. At worst, they're literally in the USA uh, iatrogenic causes, which is basically medical wear, doctor calls deaths and stuff like that, errors in diagnosis and whatever. Iatrogenic uh, 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 is the third leading cause of death. Third leading cause of death is medical errors, doctor errors, uh, cutting off the wrong limb. So after cancer and heart disease, the, the medical profession is the third leading cause of death in the States, at least in the States, maybe in other places. So GPs, Again, I can see why they would be at a higher risk. And then psychiatrists. This was very interesting because I heard um, um, actually a psychiatrist. I was listening to a podcast. A psychiatrist was on the podcast talking about he was using the ketogenic diet <clears throat> for his some of his patients with um, schizophrenia. And they're getting some amazing results with the ketogenic diet. And uh, he was saying that uh, I think it was him. Uh, I, I can't remember. Someone was talking about in psychiatry. Basically, it's a very uh, voodoo type profession. So they use a little bit of voodoo to uh, freaking diagnose you with whatever you have, be it schizophrenia, depression. They, they don't, for the most part, they don't run any lab tests. So they're putting people on these uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs, like hotcakes, without doing any testing for neurotransmitter met metabolites, which you can test for in urine, for example, and they're pretty prevalent, these tests are easy to get. Probably a lot of insurance doesn't cover them, but so they, you, uh, um, you, you're, going, you're going to them and they're like, they're like, oh, you have depression? That means you have low serotonin? That means we have to put you on an, on an SSRI. But the thing is, um, actually, it turns out that, uh, from what I understand, the majority of depression, there's high serotonin. Right. So these things are, no wonder these things have warnings on the labels that can cause uh, suicidal um, um, uh, ideation and a number of other horrendous things when people are put on these things. And that's why they're, they're basically no better than placebo these SSRIs.
right? So absolute garbage, worse than garbage, poison. So I can see why psychiatrists, because they're getting, in general, people that are in already in a tough spot, that they're making a lot of these people worse with these disgusting, horrible poisons, right? So I can see why that profession, the the people that still maintain some sort of humanity and empathy in them, would could be driven to to even taking their own life, which is very very extreme. Like none of this is. I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just trying to um, uh, sort of bring forward some uh, critical thought here. Why is one of the jobs that, you know, I, when I was a kid, at one point, I, I thought I might want to be a doctor. Um, I could have been a doctor, you know. I, I definitely had the mental aptitude to, 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 to be a lot of these things that uh, require that. Um, but I feel like I'm, I'm lucky that I never got into that because, um, again, the it's for god's sake it's the third leading cause of death is iatrogenic medical the medical system in some way shape or form causing the third leading cause of death in in the usa so this you know i feel sorry and i feel empathy and compassion for these folks out there especially after this covid stuff that happened and, and actually you know what this kind of reminds me the, the the covid stuff kind of reminds me a lot of uh, general practitioners uh and and pediatricians these guys you know they administer a lot of vaccines and i'm sure they that a lot of them probably have a lot of remorse for 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 this eventually though at least the ones that you know can can um read through all the bs that the, the, that they're being bombarded with from you know again higher places so the ones that actually decide to look into it for themselves or they see in their own practice kids like really not taking well to these these uh things and and after the covid stuff you know all those people that were out there administering these things i'm sure there's a lot of people with with remorse and all the people that were enforcers i think a lot of cops and stuff like that a lot of these people that were enforcing these agendas the ones that again still have some humanity left in them and compassion and, and empathy are definitely feeling some remorse, you know. And I don't know what to tell you, you know. This is kind of just something I wanted to riff on today. And uh, again, I'll have the links to, to these papers in this article. But you know, something to think about, you know, what, what used to be, you know, like the doctor, like growing up, I. And we were almost like you look at a doctor like a like a shaman or something like you like the village shaman back in the day or the the the, the medicine woman or the healer and you go there and they, they're almost like they have a spiritual connection with the plants and nature this is how you we would view doctors and they're so even now many people revere them still that basically the ones that haven't been hurt by the medical system which at this point is very few people but you know this is what uh, in my idealistic vision is like a, a doctor is um, someone is like a closer to a healer, you know, like this is, it's a, almost like a beautiful vision of you go to someone and they're like, they, they, they give you 
they give you some of their wisdom and tell you, you know, go go take this this plant concoction and uh, drink that and you know do this and that and they they they're giving you uh, modalities to do, not just pills to take, but like things to do in your diet, with your diet, with your lifestyle. Like they might tell you, you know, you have to start doing some Tai Chi and and like de-stress and understanding the role of stress and all that stuff instead of just uh, seven minutes. Uh, oh, you have I- IBS. Uh, nothing I can do about that. Or, you know, let's go stick some cameras up your butthole or, you know, or you have uh, indigestion or you have um, acid. Let me put you on these PPIs, proton pump inhibitors. And let's also stick some shit down your throat and, and, and just look around. You know, maybe I'll stick a finger up your butt while I'm at it, you know, just to, to, to uh, complete the trifecta. It's literally, that's how farcical it, it has become, you know. They're going to scan you and irradiate you and, 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 and um, you know, give you uh all these scans and bs and at the end of the day it's like uh it, oh what you eat doesn't matter what you eat it's it's genetic and this horse shit anyway um just uh I'm, I'm starting to sort of veer off on tangent so i'm gonna wrap it up there hope uh hope you found this uh uh interesting and i'll see you on the next episode